Hello, and welcome to the Quadcast, brought to you by the Mary Christie Foundation, a thought leadership organization dedicated to the behavioral health and well-being of teens and young adults. We have a particular focus on college students. I'm Marjorie Malpedi, the executive director of the Mary Christie Foundation and the host of the Quadcast. Hello, and welcome to the Quadcast. I'm Dana Humphrey, associate director of the Mary Christie Foundation, filling in for Marjorie Malpedi. Today on the Quadcast, we'll be talking to Dr. Holly Chessman, Director of Research at the American Council on Education. She is responsible for building out ACE's portfolio of work on what college leaders need to know about student mental health and well-being. Holly, thanks so much for coming on the Quadcast. Thanks, Dana. It's really great to be here. We are so excited to have you here to walk us through some really important data. So let's start there. One of ACE's offerings are the Pulse Point surveys, short surveys designed to get leaders insights and experiences on different topics and issues. And in April 2020, ACE launched a series of COVID-19 Pulse Point surveys to track how presidents were responding to the pandemic. Can you tell us a little bit about the survey series and what you found? Sure. So like you said, we put it in place in April 2020 because there was a desire to understand what college university presidents were facing. And college university presidents were wondering how other college and university presidents were actually dealing with the pandemic and dealing with issues. And so the Pulse Point is one of those things that college university leaders can look to to sort of support and inform their decisions and some of the practices that they're potentially incorporating because of of the pandemic. That's great. And I know that you specifically asked some questions about mental health on those surveys. What did you find about the concern for mental health among college presidents and some of the strategies they were thinking about implementing? Sure. So basically, one of the things that we did in April is we came up with a list of issues, asking presidents to sort of out of the, a list of 17 issues. And we listed things like summer enrollment, fall enrollment, faculty and staff, mental health. And then also we included a thing about student mental health. We asked presidents to select the top five most pressing issues that they were currently facing on their campus. And those 17 issues that we were listed on the pulse points were pretty steady throughout the entire iteration of the survey. And so it's an, it's, it's been interesting to sort of track how college and university presidents are thinking about the issues as it relates to COVID-19 and what's what's rising to the top for them. And so student mental health has continued to be in the top five most pressing issues out of the 17 issues that we list. Because we saw student mental health become one of those things that's so highly ranked and so such a pressing issue, it's been in the top five issues for college and university presidents through every iteration of the survey. One of the things that we decided to do is we wanted to ask college and university presidents, what are the strategies that they're employing? Or we asked in July what they were planning to employ. And then we asked in the, the fall, late, late fall term survey what, what strategies they, they end up, ended up employing. And that was a really good opportunity to see. We did a qualitative, open-ended question about the strategies. And then we used the strategies that they talked about in the July survey to inform how that question would be developed in the late fall survey. And so that summer question, things like implementing virtual teletherapy, they were rethinking staffing. They were either hiring more, they were partnering with institutions that have counseling programs to augment their services. They were establishing relationships with community resources to help them. And then there's a training and support component of that as well. 
And that was sort of things like they were looking at training student advocates who could reach out and help students with their mental health. They were talking about how to train faculty and staff and to, in order to be in a position that where they could provide assistance. And it's also about increasing awareness, developing groups, and providing resources to faculty and staff. And so those are the three that rose to the top when we did the qualitative analysis of those results about strategies. And then we use that to inform our late fall term survey, along with pulling our partners in the space, which includes partners like Healthy Minds, Active Minds, ACHA, Steve Fund, and Mary Christie Foundation. Thanks so much, Holly. I think it is so encouraging for us to see at the Mary Christie Foundation, and really for everybody who cares about college student mental health, to see mental health maintained as a concern throughout the pandemic, especially when there are so many competing concerns during this time. So it was something that we feared would fall by the wayside, but it's really encouraging to see it keep top of mind for college leaders. Absolutely. And we were encouraged to see that as well. And, you know, it's, it's interesting when you look at the data, you see it, it's in the top five. And then this last iteration of the pulse point that went out last fall, it was the number one concern of college and university presidents. It hovered in the top two to three to four five area in the initial surveys. And you can see when students were off campus, it sort of dropped, but it was still a top of mind, but it wasn't as top of mind. And then as soon as the students came back, you saw that number just go back up with how concerned college and university presidents are about student mental health on campus. Wow. Yeah, that's really reflective, I think, also of just how students are reacting to the pandemic. So it's good that it's clear that college leaders have the pulse on their student populations as well. You also collected during the PulsePoint COVID surveys some qualitative data, and one of the most compelling quotes to me was about the disproportionate burden felt by the historically disadvantaged student groups. And I have the quote right here. It is, low-income students are having trouble seeing themselves in college at all now. They feel like they need to be at home to support out-of-work parents. They fear having to go online again due to lack of internet and quiet study spaces. Was this something you saw a lot? You know, I think it was a prominent concern. We did ask college and university presidents what sort of concerns were facing their underrepresented groups on campus or their historically marginalized groups on campus. And the theme that comes up with that quote is something that we saw, right? There was concerns about students having good, reliable internet access in order to participate in online courses. They were concerned about students and food and how how they were able to access food and, and food pantries. There was concern about things like whether or not a student had the ability to work and balance the payment for the classes because so many people were being laid off due to the pandemic, especially around some of the service areas that were some, some of the students' work. And so we saw that as being a particular concern, and it especially came up in that particular question when we asked what concerns they had. We also saw in the qualitative data things like what they would want to ask their fellow presidents. They came up with questions to things like, how are you supporting your underrepresented groups on campus or your historically marginalized groups on campus? How are you providing things like internet if you're at a rural institution that where you may have internet deserts and things like that to deal with? And so we saw that as a common theme with presidents wanting to know how other presidents were potentially addressing the issues on their own campuses so that they could learn from each other. Yeah, unfortunately, it seems to be a common theme across many recent surveys. So it's definitely something for us to keep in mind during COVID and beyond. You also conducted a pulse point survey in 2019, which collected mental health data. What did it tell you about concern for mental health at that point in time? 
Sure. I think one of the things that was really interesting about that survey, we had about uh, 400 college and university presidents respond, and it was solely based on the topic of mental health. And one of the things that we found in that particular survey is that over 81% of them actually indicated student mental health was a more of a priority for them as presidents than it was compared to three years ago. We found that they were allocating more funding towards addressing student mental health or reallocated funding for student mental health. I think one of the reasons that we're seeing those two things is that it was really interesting to see how many presidents were seeing students with mental health concerns come across their desk. Almost 70% of presidents were seeing students come across their desk a few times a month or more. And when I actually presented this preliminary data to the audience of college and university presidents, I had a, a president from a large four-year institution said, I am hearing about students with significant mental health concerns every day. It was apparent from that particular survey that it was rising to the level of, of the president and it was coming across the desk of the presidents more frequently that students were struggling on campus. And one of the things we also saw, too, is that presidents were agreeing or strongly agreeing that their staff was spending more time addressing student mental health concerns than they were three years ago, as well as the faculty. 90% agreed that staff were and 82% agreed that faculty were. And so I think that we're going to see those numbers continue to go up, especially as it relates to COVID, because the touch point for a lot of these students is, is, the, is the classroom, and whether it's virtual or in person. Yes, definitely. And we recently spoke on the podcast to Sarah Lipson from the Healthy Minds Network about how faculty really are the first line of defense during COVID. They're the only ones really seeing the students during this time. Absolutely. That's a, a really good and important point to, to keep in mind when we're trying to help and support our students. So Holly, this work is so great and so helpful to your audience and to our audience. Where can we find more of your work and future ACE Pulse Point surveys? Absolutely. I would definitely encourage folks to check out some of our resources on acenet.edu. We host it on our site right now under student success is student mental health and well-being. And we just actually released a report on mental health task forces where we looked at 16 mental health task force reports that were president or provost appointed and they were publicly facing reports. So we were able to do a comparative analysis across those reports to, to sort of give people an opportunity to understand how mental health task forces function on campus and what they might actually see as a result of those task forces. You can also find our COVID strategies on how to support student mental health on that website. Our pulse points are actually under on, on ACENET as well, and they're under the senior leaders and teams prompt. And you can see that there that all of the recent pulse point surveys and take a look at the interactive data that we have available there. Also, I would encourage folks to check out our student mental health and well-being blog series, which incorporates a ton of different voices from the field of mental health and addresses issues like non-suicidal self-injury, how to infuse equity in mental health task forces, how to support students on the autism spectrum and their mental health. And so I would encourage folks to check that blog post, uh, the blog series out. There's about 18 blog posts there to sort of help provide in resources and input into supporting students on campus. Thanks, Holly. And thank you so much for coming on the quadcast. And thank you so much for your work in this area. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. This has been The Quadcast, a production of the Mary Christie Foundation. For more information about the foundation, visit us online at marychristiefoundation.org. While you're there, please check out our other products, the Quarterly and the MC Feed. You can subscribe to The Quadcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, leave us a rating or review. 
It really helps us out. I'm your host, Dana Humphrey. Thanks for listening.